The Mulberry Lane Show. Music, celebrities, fun. Your weekend getaway. Now, be a part of the family. I'm Bo, and I'm here with my sisters, Rachel and Allie Cat, and it's time for part two of the Mulberry Lane Show. Woo! Hour one in the rearview mirror, looking ahead to hour two. Every week you meet us here for a conversation about music and arts and the creative process. Keep those comments coming on Facebook, Twitter, or at the Mulberry Lane Show at gmail.com. Hashtag TMLS. We got some messages this past week. This is a fun tweet to share. Last weekend, we had on R&B trio SWV on the show, Coco, Lili, and Taj. Well, Lili tweeted out after the show, I love you guys' show. Best interview ever. Well, Lili, thanks for the shout out. We sure appreciate it. Yes, glad to see girl groups appreciating girl groups. That was pretty cool. And Dana wrote in and said, Do you have an 8x10 you can sign and send to me to put in my artist collection of over 640 artists? Well, Dana, send us your address and we'll put that in the mail for you. And we're happy to be number 641 in your collection. That's right. Thanks for tweeting us, Dana. Ron sent us a Facebook message last week and he said, I enjoyed your radio show today. Well, hey, Ron, we love that you enjoyed it and shared that with us. Thanks. Jason sent us an email and he said, how do we hear your music? Well, Jason, you can get it on iTunes and Amazon. And last weekend we had on Louis Michaud of the Lost Bayou Ramblers, a Grammy-nominated group from a Cajun country. Raymond reached us at Show at gmail.com and he's keeping us on track. Before the show aired, he sent this email. Hi, as I'm from Louis Michaud's hometown, his last name is pronounced Michaud. Just thought you'd like to know. Well, Raymond, we did check on the pronunciation before the interview, but it was nice to have you as backup because originally we did think it was pronounced Michaud. Yeah, so thanks for keeping us from a mispronunciation fail. Well, let's say it in harmony, sisters. The Mulberry Lane Show, Alley Cat, Rachel Bo, bringing our weekend show to you. Gonna have some fun, and when the time's done, you'll walk away feeling so brand new. In the second hour, we chatted up with Amber Ruffin. Now, she's a writer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Try saying Late Night with Seth Meyers fast three times. It is hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) And she's the first black woman staff writer on a network late night talk show. So kudos to her. She's a Nebraska native. She joins us to talk about her journey to where she is today. She talks about comedy, acting, and writing. And hey, she shares some pretty cool secrets about improv. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot from Amber. I'm so glad, Rachel. <laughs> and you may think it's way too early to start thinking about the holidays. Well, it's true, but holiday concert tickets are already on sale for Trans Siberian Orchestra. Get some good seats. Al Petrelli from TSO, Trans Siberian Orchestra, steps by to tell you about a brand new rock opera they're bringing to the heartland. The Christmas Attic is coming to the Mid America Center in Council Bluffs, debuting November 13th. Now, with sales of over 10 million albums and more than 10 million tickets sold, TSO is known for its explosive stage performances and Al talks today about why the tour has been successful and how the object for the band has always been to focus on the art. Allie? 
Yeah, so if you have any comments on today's show, the guests you've heard on the show, or a guest suggestion for the future, email us at themulberrylaneshow at gmail.com or write us a message on Facebook or Twitter. We're going to get things started here in the second hour right now with Al Petrelli. This time every year, musician, composer, and music director Al Petrelli of Trans-Siberian Orchestra joins our show to tell you about the upcoming winter tour. Now Al and the band and cast and crew hunkered down in Council Bluffs to put the finishing touches on what promises to be yet another unforgettable rock opera extravaganza. Now this year will be the first ever live performance of The Christmas Attic. It debuts November 13th. Now Al's going to give you the lowdown on everything Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans-Siberian Orchestra is back. Al Petrelli is here. Welcome back to the show, Al. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. Ladies, how are you? We're, We're good. Great. We love catching up with you every year at this time. This is always a fun thing to do. Yes, ma'am. For me as well. And I appreciate you taking time out to talk to me again. And I hope the whole family's good today. Everybody's there. They are. Okay, now talk about the history of The Christmas Attic. The album was released a while ago, but this will be the first live performance. So talk a little bit about that. Well, what happened was we had been performing Christmas Eve and other stories for about 10 years. And my boss and the creator of TSO, Paul O'Neill, decided two years ago that he wanted to kind of change things up a bit and present another rock opera. And he kind of skipped over Christmas Attic and went straight to the lost Christmas Eve. And we played that for two years. And, you know, it was so well received. I mean... I was petrified. I think, you you know, we had all talked about this, uh-huh. you know, a couple of years ago. I don't like change that much, and there's an old saying, like, if it's not broke, don't break it. Right. But Paul, you know, says, well, I want to try it. So what this taught me is that, you know, the community that comes to CTSO, they like his writing. They weren't necessarily just married to one song or one a character or one of his rock operas, okay. but they just like the way the man writes, as do I. So fast forward two more years, and here we are, and he decided that he wants to bring the Christmas attic out. It's kind of like, unfortunately, a little bit of middle child syndrome where he kind of got right. stepped over and yeah. was like, hey, what about me? You know? Right. So here we are. We kind of, you know, blew the dust off of this, want to kick the tires and remember, wow, what a great record. Uh, what a great story. So we're going to bring it out. We've been working on it for a little while. And like you guys had said, we're going to come to um, Council Bluffs in Omaha and, and kind of dig in for about three weeks and do some pre-production. And, again, opening night will be November 13th, you know, at that very familiar Mid-America Center, because that's where I kind of make my home for a month a year. We're just so excited to bring it out and introduce you guys to the characters in this story, a few new faces that we're going to bring along with us, and a whole lot of new production. Okay, now what's the story? You know... Growing up in the Northeast, there's a lot of old houses, and okay. I, I could speak from my own experience. My great-grandmother's house was like just a really magical place when I was little, because her attic had all like just stuff in it, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, when you're little, everything seems larger than life and darker and spookier and scarier and more uh-huh. exciting. So, you know, growing up, you know, I used to kind of like dig through her, her trunks of things and there was like letters and pictures from, you know, when they all came over on the boat to Ellis Island from Italy and stuff like that. And you learn a lot of things you don't know because when famous people, you know, find famous things, they end up in museums. For the rest of us, they end up in the attics. Uh-huh. <laughs> How true that is. And you it's know, no so. more or less important than anyone else's. No, it is. In some cases, it's much more important yeah. because this is, you know, your legacy, your family, your history, or your future in some cases. 
And that's basically the premise behind the story about a child goes up into the attic and finds a pile of unopened letters mm. and starts to realize certain things. And it's all these little vignettes that Paul very cleverly like ties together by the end of the story. Okay. You know, but it's very Frank Capra-esque again, as is everything that he writes around the holidays. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's very touching and very heartfelt. And there's some new songs, and again, with new songs, you know, gives us new characters to learn about to hear sing these songs and bring them to life. And you know, Paul, any excuse to have more pyro <laughs> and more lasers so you know, it. it's a lot of that it's just you know there's enough familiar bits that you know the repeat offenders who keep coming back they'll have something that, that they recognize and something that they're comfortable with uh -huh. but we always want to keep everybody on the balls of their feet I think Paul wants to keep me on the balls of my feet you know uh -huh. on the edge of an anxiety attack yes yeah, so are you terrified this year every year <laughs> Okay. Every year, you know, and I won't exhale until probably like the last note on January 5th. Right. And that's my job, though, uh -huh. you know, because there's no guarantee. There never is. We don't know how today's going to end. We just know it's going to be an interesting run until you close your eyes. So when I get to the first rehearsals, I'll kind of know what the production's like. I'll get a sense of, you know, where the band is. Mm -hmm. We'll kind of do what we do for a bunch of weeks. And then as I jump in the deep end of the pool and go. Yeah. yeah. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, we're talking to Al Petrelli, guitarist and musical director of Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So what would you say is the hardest part about being a music director of a show of this caliber? Forgetting about what we did last year because it's a brand new slate. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay. it's like having a, a winning NFL Super Bowl team. You know, like one of the coaches from the team. You know, I heard... Um, you know, it's, it's since the NFL started again, I'm, I'm more a fan of coaches than I am of the players. And okay. somebody said, you know, we got to forget about last year. We already won that trophy. Done. Uh -huh. Next. Now we got to win it all over again. You know, that's kind of like what my job is on a musical in a musical way because, you know, we've already had a great year last year and we've had a great year for the last 20 years. You know, mm -hmm. and if I ever sit back and put my hands behind my head and put my feet up, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble because I'd rather stay hungry every year and forget about what we've already accomplished so and try to accomplish something new this year. Basically take it back to zero. Zero. Just enough below zero where I really, really got to claw my way up. Okay. You know? I mean, it's certainly not like, you know, a fight, fight, but, you know, sometimes you got to fight what, what people remember. It's like, come on, dude, we did this last year. Well, we're going to do it again this year. Uh -huh. You know, and, yeah. and we're going to rehearse it again this year. We're going to go through the rudiments again. But I'm surrounded with just such incredible talent that, you know, it's like any good symphony orchestra, you know, if the conductor starts them and stops them and in between kind of like sneers at them to just scare them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Al Petrelli here with us on the Mulberry Lane Show. He's from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He's the musical director and guitarist. We'll be right back after the break with more from Al. Now here's a taste of Trans-Siberian Orchestra.